Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I'm trying to elevate small talk to medium talk. Hi, I'm Alexander Chester. And uh, have you noticed that I'm wearing a dress that accents my boobs? I have not. And I'm Bob Sedensky. And Alex, this is nice. We never do anything, just the two of us. Maybe tomorrow we can rent a car and run over some puppies. <laughs> that would be great. Welcome back to, uh, that was my backup line, by the way. <laughs> I don't really need a backup line. I go first always. <laughs> That's true. It's a good place to be. I always do yeah. need a backup line just yeah, in case. But, but welcome back to Pretty Good Friends, a friend's podcast between Pretty Good Friends. We are here today to discuss season one, episode five. The one with the East German laundry detergent, which originally aired on October 20th, 1994. And I actually I actually lied because um, when we recorded the end of our last podcast, the, the Postman, and then the next week on, was mm-hmm. after I had already seen this new episode. And so I Ooh. said, oh, the name, the one with the East German laundry detergent is so, like, evocative of which episode is immediately. I actually... Like the it should have been, but when the episode started, I didn't remember what it was about until Ross asks Rachel about the laundromat. Okay, and that's pretty soon. Sudden, yeah, that's in the opening scene. Yeah. And then as soon as that happened, I immediately remembered. Oh yeah, yeah, that this episode is a classic. But mm-hmm. um, it is a classic, so I'm excited to discuss it. Yeah, no, it is. Um, well, I, I would say I wouldn't say it's necessarily a classic episode. But that storyline and kind of like that image yeah. of Rachel in the, the whole scene, laundry the laundry. cart. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, her whole confrontation with the horrible woman as she is literally credited in the credits. Yeah. Um, she, this woman has no name. She is just the horrible woman. Uh, but we're going to get to know her. We're going to get to know a whole lot of other things. Uh, meet some new people. Say goodbye to some people that we'll be seeing later. Um, as we jump into, as you said, the one with the East German laundry detergent written by Jeff Greenstein and Jeff Strauss, directed by Pamela Freiman. It was viewed by 18.6 million people, um, which for frame of reference is about the number of people that watch an average episode of Sunday Night Football these days, I believe. So like still like the most watched program of the year is what the now uh, slowly declining friends is going through. Um, uh, it's got, it's ticked down, you know, a couple, uh, a few hundred thousand per episode. So yeah. we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Too bad. They already committed to a full season, I believe. So uh, they're probably just going to be stuck with it and have to replace it. Yeah. Too bad. So, yeah, so we have our opening scene. Um, once again, we're still at Central Park for the cold open, and we're kind of doing, again, another, like, boys versus girls. Who has it better? Um, what, are the, what are the pros and cons of being, be it a man, be it a woman? Um, Ross is very fixated on this, like, trick that women can do where they can take their bra off without um, taking off their shirt, which, like... It's very stupid to be jealous of because if you don't wear a bra, 
then you don't need this skill. Like you're in the same position as what they can do post them having done this trick. Yeah. You're both not wearing a bra. And also, why do you want to encourage, if the idea is sexual, why do you want to encourage the removal of the bra, but not the shirt? Why not just do it all? (laughs) Right. You should should want technology that makes it impossible for a woman (laughs) to remove their bra without first removing their shirt. Yeah. (laughs) Um, If that's your goal. If that's your goal. I'm not saying that should be anyone's goal. Yeah. we then have Rachel countering with the fact that men can pee standing up, um, which uh, Chandler is surprised to learn uh, sarcastically. He's going to try yes. it. Um, Joey is jealous of the fact that women can see breasts whenever they want just by looking yeah. down. Um, yeah. You know, you feel like Joey would never get anything done, he says. Um, Phoebe thinks that men have this secret power that they can just be mean and not even care about it. Um, yeah, very stereotypical with Phoebe. It's very uh, anti-men. And then Ross, I think, wins the, wins the day by pointing out the availability to, of females to the multiple orgasm. Yes. It's a pretty good trump card. Yes. We usually top out at one. Yes. Um, men can only have lots and lots of solo orgasms. Yes. <laughs> it's much worse. Yeah. Yeah. Ours uh, come much uh, more easily. <laughs> um, for the most part obviously you know some people are different yeah so i think the men are deemed to have one the other. how would you how would you rate these like different uh superpowers um i mean i'm definitely interested in the multiple orgasms <laughs> that sounds pretty good sure yeah uh peeing standing up uh you know it, it, it ultimately what is what's the, the major convenience is you're, sort of it's easier to pee in public when you're in the middle of nowhere but like Ultimately, is it? It's not that great. Uh, being mean to people, I didn't realize I was allowed to do that as a man. Um, I think you could also just pee a lot quicker in like a public situation. Like, yeah, like yeah. You're, the the line moves a lot it. faster yeah. because like the the urinals. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you don't like I don't have to like be like. And then sometimes I got a concert, like girls just go into the boys' bathroom, and there's always you know I'm sure they're a little bit uncomfortable. Doing it's so, a much so. bigger ordeal to have to go in a stall. Like okay. the fact that like we can just go go like just like unzip. Like you're standing, you're in, you're out. Like it's a it's a huge yeah. difference. Okay, fine. So you can see that's pretty good. Um. Yeah. What were, what were the other ones? I forget what the other. The ones being were. mean thing. Yeah, I'm. Okay. I, I don't think I'm that mean. Yeah. So like, um, yeah. and taking off the bra again. Yeah, I said yes. Yeah. So I think yeah. yeah clearly, um, it's yeah. yeah, orgasm, standing up. Um, and then yeah, yeah. that's. All I right. guess the bra okay. thing is pretty cool. Um. Now we'll later learn that Joey can very easily remove the bra. <laughs> yes. But, yes. But surprisingly, that does not come up here. This Much easier than what is described as this trick. Like he does it like with just like like a snap yeah. of fingers, essentially. Yeah. If I recall, it's much more impressive, frankly. Yes. Yeah. Um. Okay. So we jump into the episode proper. It's Saturday night. Saturday night. Who's excited? Mm-hmm. Got big plans? No. No one's got any plans. Especially Chandler. Chandler's only possible plans is to break up with Janice. Yeah. Now, very exciting because Maggie Wheeler is the third member of our trifecta club, right? She is. She is. She plays and the girl dating George when the condom breaks in Seinfeld. The right the the setup it's called right or the yes yes that was called she is, the fix yeah, up she's set, yeah the fix up yeah. and then of course uh, she says Cynthia? lol I think her name is Cynthia right and she says lol in Palestinian Chicken you know yes. arguably the greatest episode of all time of her. Yeah, she so, w- we deemed her, I think, by the end of the series to be the biggest fucking asshole in the whole oh, series. For saying LOL. For saying, yeah. for saying it's, LOL. It's yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, um, we'll, we'll meet Maggie Wheeler in a little bit, but I would actually propose that maybe we should 
rename the Anita Brown Club the Ma- the Maggie Wheeler Club. Um, just because of her prominence in Friends, in I think three. it did a little bit more cachet. And again, frankly, yeah. her prominence in all three, like she's, yeah. you know, I mean, she's not like obviously, you know, the most known characters in any of them, but like, I think she's more memorable than, I mean, you know, did, um, than Anita you, Barone in, in all three shows, frankly. Yeah. Well, you know, you could argue. Maybe not Seinfeld. Well, Curve, de- I think you could argue, argue. Um, yeah, I guess maybe perhaps I don't know. I I would say I would say I would go with Anita. Obviously, Barone. in Friends, she's much bigger. Yeah, yeah. It would be close if Anita Barone had stayed stayed sure. well. And you know, honestly, this is the price you pay. Yeah. Years later, you made just come home to roost. Yeah, you were offered podcast. to be Carol and Friends. Frankly, you were offered to come on the Pretty Good Friends podcast and talk about your. Role. Oh, she was that as well. Interesting. Yes, yeah. and she declines. Okay. Um, so Maggie, yeah, has Maggie has Wheeler not, been off. She has not yet declined. Okay. Um, I assume she will decline when the time okay. comes. Um, but for now, I say hmm. anyone she'll who is pr- a trifecta. She'll probably tell us she's in Yemen. Probably <laughs> but we know exactly where she is. One, two, three, yeah. Yemen Road. Yeah, Yemen Street. Yeah. Exactly. Joey Mason tells Chandler, like, just ghost her. <laughs> right. He's like, yeah. be a man. Just like, don't yeah. like, stop calling her. Well, we, we learn that men are allowed to be mean. Uh, yeah, I mean, that is that is one of our superpowers is that we yes. can just be mean and not even care. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's like, Chandler's like, I hate that, like, classic awkward moment when, like, you're trying to break up with the girl and, like, you've just handed her the notes. Yeah. Great stuff. Great stuff. Um, so Phoebe's like, let's do it together. And Chandler's like, well, that feels like it would be ganging up, doesn't it? And he's like, no. Phoebe's like, no, like, I'll break up with Tony. Um, who turns out is not so fun anymore. Um, while you break up with uh, Janice, and it'll kind of be like we'll we'll have like a pack to do it together. Yeah, always good to do things with a friend. Yeah. Um, yeah. Too bad we don't have a come with guy anymore. This is this is serious come with energy from Phoebe right here. Right. Yes. I'll break up yes. with my boyfriend just to make it easier for you to yeah. break up with your girlfriend. Very nice. Uh, poor Tony. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, now, did you notice what Ross is reading here? No. He's reading Inner Cycling. Oh, I did see that. Yes, he's reading a yeah. bicycle magazine. Yeah. Well, why? Do we know why? Um, probably it's in the coffee shop, like on the. Yeah. On, you know, yeah. I have to he's, assume he, he's he's never mentioned an interest in cycling that I. Recall. I don't think so. I mean, I guess but, we yeah. should we should we'll track that. We'll see if that. it comes yeah. circles back. I'm sure it's they've they wouldn't just have him reading a cycling magazine unless it's gonna. Of course back not. Yeah. I mean, I mean, this is the wire, right? It yeah. might be seasons, but right. It's you know small. They plant seeds. Yeah. Um. So Rachel is in a bad mood uh, because oh, well, one other one other point here. Yeah, yeah. And, and, I'll, and I'll note uh, before we started recording, you mentioned um, another podcast and I Google. Is this the right one? What the Phalange, a queer feminist friends podcast? Yes, that is a podcast. Okay. I was, I was so I'm, so you, you said you were listening to this uh, queer feminist friends podcast. And I'm curious if they said anything about the following, which is Chandler's father. We will later learn is trans and is played on the show by Kathleen Turner. Right. Was that mentioned on this podcast? Um, I don't know if they talked about that in this episode. I'm sure well, they will well, talk about the, it. Well, it's obviously not canon yet because in this episode, right. when Rachel complains that her dad calls her young lady. Right. Chandler hates Chandler that responds with, I hate when my dad calls me that. But later, Chandler would clearly make a joke about his dad being like the young lady or something because he will frequently make jokes like that once we once we meet his dad. Right. So they obviously hadn't decided. Or, yeah. yeah so, or so, or so a, not, not yet canon. Yeah. Or, his, or his dad could be a trans yeah, woman who calls other people young lady. Like the fact that she says yeah, young lady. He, sure, it's possible, yeah. But it's just the way Chandler, like, you know, the, the show won't pass up an opportunity to make a joke about that. 
and you know they're sort of towing a line because on the one hand even acknowledging trans people is relatively progressive for you know the late 90s and early aughts but then they also make sort of you know start drinking those yeah. yeah yeah as obviously as you know they do with carol as well right right um but hey they they did go to a and a cold open we're talking about multiple orgasms so we're breaking all sorts of ground here mm, yes in 1994 i think um so yeah rachel is a bit peeved her father has committed the heinous sin of offering to buy her a mercedes convertible yes um of course it comes with a cat namely that she must uh abandon her friends in the city move back home and marry some schmuck like barry i assume um but as you said worst of all she calls she's called young lady we then have angela come in now angela is a bit of a um quandary in uh friends lore i i saw from a little googling because it's it's later reference that prior to the series joey dated some girl named angela something last name i can't even remember now i should have written down. but it's not this angela it's a different angela. we don't it's not clear so some oh. people some people are like oh obviously this is the angela because like it kind of lines up why like, would it not know. be yeah um yeah just because we don't know this angela's last name and it's never like actually said um but i saw that there was like there was like a whole reddit thread about people arguing about whether or not this is angela the other angela or the same angela um Anyway, um, Angela as well was in Seinfeld, but not in Curb. She was uh, an assistant in the episode The Puffy Shirt. I'm sure you, of course, remember assistants. <laughs> assistant, yes. <yeah. laughs> um, um, no, but I remember her in this episode. Yes. Um, yes, she's very memorable. Joey notices her right away. As she points out, it's because she's wearing a dress that extends her boobs. Mm-hmm. And the bad news is she's now dating another guy. His name is Bob. And Bob has a real job, unlike Joey, who goes on three auditions a month and calls himself an actor. So Bob is a winner as compared to Joey, it seems. So yeah. no go. And, and, and we'll, we'll meet Bob. And yes, it won't be clear to me what Bob and Angela have in common with each other. I mean, except <laughs> maybe they're both very attractive. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bob is very attractive, as yeah. is Angela um so joey's like okay no that's fine so you have a boyfriend it happens to be i have a girlfriend which is why i was pursuing you until two seconds ago Mm -hmm. um so let's do a double date and he declares that his girlfriend is monica now how long he could not have been dating that long angela for her not to know about monica right I mean, um, Monica usually right. introduces her uh, dates on the first day. Um, yeah, that's interesting. I guess we'll let's maybe see. that's an argument why it's not the same. Angela it's not the same Del- Angela, perhaps. Here, Angela Delvecchio. Yeah, it's a girl that it's. I think she dated Joey for about a year. Yeah, so then this has got to be different. Oh, for three years. Oh, so there's no. There's it's definitely differential. There's no way that Joey dates her for three years and she doesn't know about Monica. Joey's like best friend who lives across the hall. Right. Well, I guess do we know how long they've been across the hall for when the series starts? I mean, other than Rachel, they're all very deeply set in like, you know, you know, they clearly are pretty good friends. So, yeah, yeah. But it could be like they've been there for a year and they're really good friends. And Joey broke up with Angela three years, a year ago. Oh, so it's been a so she walks into this coffee shop just by chance. Well, not just by chance. It's a show. What does that mean, just by chance? Of course, just by chance. Everything is just by chance. Yeah, but but I see. My, in my understanding is that Joey and Angela were together much more recently. 
not it's it's not like a re- it's not like a, okay. a year plus since they've seen each other. Okay. But yeah, maybe wrong. Also, it, she's coming into Central Park, but she would, you know, if she was dating Joey when he was across from Monica, then he, then she would already know this is Joey's father's Yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah. I, I say different Angela. Yeah. So this other Angela, well, it's not really clear actually because somebody says three years, but then like Joey says that she never had a birthday while they were dating. But that's probably just Joey was an asshole and didn't realize it was her birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Also yeah. possible. It's possible not all of this is, uh, you know, canon. Totally um so we also have rachel and ross planning an evening to do laundry together really it was supposed to be rachel and monica and then ross you know he swoops in claiming that the laundry room in his building is rat infested um rachel gives like a little smile here that like you know i think we kind of have to think about in terms of like where this episode ends up going and it's like it's kind of like a knowing smile. Like, I think like she, like, and, and like, frankly, she, he's already like told her like that he, that he has a crush on her and that he likes her. Um, so like Rachel's like motivations in this episode are a little confusing, I would say. Yeah. It, it's, it's very annoying to me because like how like incredibly annoyingly clueless she is when she'll hold up her white cotton panties, like directly <laughs> right. in front of them. It's impossible for her not to know how that would make Ross feel. Like they've already flirted. He already asked her out. She already said yes. She knows this is a date as much as he does. There's no way she doesn't know that. Um, well, she might not think Don't of it as a date. Don't you have a laundry in your building? Like she, right. the answer is yeah, but I want to do my laundry with you. Like, right. It, like she she yeah. knows that he's coming because he wants to hang out with her, not because he needs to do laundry. A hundred percent. Yes. Right. Yes. Um. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, so yeah, so we cut back over to Monica. I, I used to be much more clueless. I remember um, at camp one summer, I was taking a day off from like as a counselor to go into New York City, and I had like all these errands to run. And uh, this girl, who will remain nameless on the podcast, said to me uh, because you know who she is, uh, said, "Oh, I have a bunch of errands to run. Also, uh, can I come with you?" And I said, "Sure." And so she came with me to New York that day, and we visited my old cousin. And we went to return some books of mine. And like we did like seven errands that I had to run. And she did zero errands the entire day. And finally, at the very end of the day, I realized, oh, um, she didn't have any errands. So, yes. But uh, but Rachel cannot be that clueless here. Because, again, like Ross had already asked her out. So. Yeah. Um, I know I told this story on our Kerr podcast. I don't remember the context. But it's uh, similar here. Like I have a story like this with my wife where when we – before we had even started dating, like when we like just had become friends, um, I like mentioned to her that like I had like just got like this like new dresser or something in my apartment on the west side, and she was like, "Oh, like I'll come over and like help you build it because like I like building things." <laughs> yeah. It's like I'm like obviously like you want to hang out with me. That's fine, great. Yeah. Um, and see, she, even you're not as close as Rachel, except yeah. in this situation, Rachel oh, is did. as close as Rachel because oh. she insisted then and continues to insist to this day that she was legitimately only coming because she likes building things this despite the fact that we have two children together she'll still insist like no i wasn't interested yeah i mean what what is her motivation to like i don't don't know very very unclear yeah um yeah i don't believe her yeah exactly um so yeah so uh, we go back over to uh, Monica's place and, um, you know, Joey fills in Monica. Hold on. With, uh, By the way, does this at least mean that, like, 
she's responsible to like build every like IKEA piece of scrap furniture, etc. Because you're like, no, you like building things. That's your position. <laughs> um, no, she does do most of like the, those types of building things oh, in the okay. house. That's true. Okay, yeah. so that's so that's what we do because I'm responsible for 100, and it's very. Annoying. Oh no no no! She does a lot of that stuff because yeah. she's much better at it than me. I yeah, I, my, I can't. My wife like... despises traditional gender stereotypes, except when they're created for her. In which case, she uh, <laughs> very emphatically <laughs> emphasizes them. Yes. Uh, so. Yes. Much like some podcasts. Yeah, uh, but, but like not even tongue in cheek. Like I'll point it out to Jen. Like at least at least say it with a smile. Right. But, right. Yeah, no, she, right. She at least own it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm gonna do it anyways. I'm not gonna say no to you, but. Yeah, so the the story that Joey tells Monica is that Bob and Angela are brother and sister and that she is going to be on a date with Bob while Joey is going to be on a date with Angela. Yeah. Now, we could talk about this now or we could talk about this later. Um this this somehow ends up like kind of working, I guess. Yeah. But like this is like the most ridiculous, most preposterous sitcom. Yes, it would fail in five seconds. Like, not is gonna know that like he's not on a date with the guy. Like, putting even putting aside like the brother sister thing. Like, you know, if like the other person is like on a date with you. Yeah, the number of things you'd have to say very carefully that could work in both situations. (laughs) Yeah, it's just too sitcomy. Right, it would have to be like a perfectly choreographed, scripted conversation for it to not be obvious within thirty seconds what has happened. Yes. So this is just like an all-time idiotic scheme from Joey here that somehow does not immediately blow up in his face and actually kind of ends up working, it sounds like. Yes. Um, only by the grace of God. Now, to be fair, Monica, right, like seeing a couple who she thinks are actually siblings being pretty close, like, you know, for her, that's pretty normal, obviously. <laughs> right. Like, so. you know, him, her and Ross have been rambunctious, too. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Um, so they, um, they pause for a moment to observe that ugly naked guy is laying kitchen tile. Yeah. Interesting. Um, so now our second ugly naked guy reference, um, in season one, episode two, he was on the thigh master. Mm -hmm. Um, which, which of the two activities do you think is more ugly naked guy so far? Bad naked versus good naked. Yeah. Bell, bell. That's good. That's good. Bad, bad, ugly naked guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, probably the, well, I mean, the thigh master, most people, when they're on stuff like that, they're 90% naked anyway, right? Right. You're not, you're not wearing a lot of clothing, right? Um, on the, uh, you know, when you're exercising, but, you know, hopefully you're, you're covering, you know, certain parts, but I would probably make you guys clearly not. Uh, when you're laying the tile, um, hmm. Yeah, I think when you're laying tile, you're in a very compromised position. That probably looks very bad naked. Yeah. Now, I have to confess, I haven't laid any tile myself. <laughs> well, but you know what someone laying tile looks like. you're bending over. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, a lot of bending. Things now, I are... don't exactly know what a thigh master is, so I can't figure it out. <laughs> um, it's like an I exercise machine. I assume, yeah, some exercises where you're closing your legs, yeah. Um, a lot of clenching. Um, yeah, I, don't, I, would say, I would say, I actually would say the thigh master is slightly worse naked. Master is worse. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, but I'm not that that committed to that position. Okay. Um, so what what should we should we just should we track what the worst naked is? Yeah, I just I think we just generally put things in either the good naked or uh, right. Uh, well, I don't think any of them are really going to be good naked, or very few are going to be yeah. good naked. <laughs> I mean, he's ugly naked guy for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> now they say ugly. Are they referring to his face, his body, like? I mean, presumably, um, it's it's 
all of the above. Yeah, I'm assuming this is but, like a very big, fat, ugly man. Yeah, sorry yeah, to I mean, fat they, they don't They don't say fat, but... Um, yeah, yeah, they don't... I think fat is implied. It's because yeah, I think it's like I, his I'm body is ugly. Probably more of it will be... Sick, because, right? like, how much are you even able to, like, focus on the face from across the street? Like, you know... Well, we discussed. Magically, you can see... Fine. Like, they saw George <laughs> Stephanopoulos is all of his... Uh, well, that was with details. binoculars. Yeah. Well, uh, no, that, Phoebe had the binoculars, but by the end of the episode, they could all see everything yes, about All right, yeah. yeah. Also, it was, like, nighttime. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, my wife is convinced, like, if any shade is open in our bedroom one inch in any direction, the people can see <laughs> are thousands of miles away. For sure. I could see in yeah. from here. Yeah, she's always, uh, she's always worked. She's I, like, see, oh, you, I see you right now. Yeah. Um, yes. um, okay, fine. So I guess we could punt on it for now. Neither, I, I, I would imagine we're going to go to uh, much worse places than either Thighmaster or Lane Kitchen Tile over the years. I think and, that's a safe guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe we, I think this is more just kind of like an ugly naked guy championship belt situation where we could just crack sure. like the the winning um, the, the, the running least. highest rather than uh, you know I think it's going to be mostly bad naked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Most <laughs> um, so yeah, so um, as we kind of uh, alluded to earlier, we got uh, Chandler and Ross over at Ross's place, and uh, Chandler is like cluing him in on that, like you know, dude, this is not like just laundry. This is like your first date. Like you got to treat it like a first date. Um, yeah. Uh, yes. Again, well, this is obvious, but sure. Yeah. Um. And Ross kind of gets like psyched out a bit by this. Um. Especially when Chandler, you know, wonders how smart it might be for him to bring his dirty underwear to showcase on a first date. Um. Although I would argue that the only thing creepier than bringing your dirty underwear would be bringing no underwear. No, I don't think she's looking paying that much attention. <laughs> I think okay. it's fine. Okay. Fair. Yeah. No, I agree. A hundred percent. You go through your laundry, you take out anything that has stains or that's gross. I mean, like pit stains or, you know, things right. like that. Cause yeah. he knows how to do laundry and he could just do it in his building. <laughs> yeah. Let me ask you, Bob, did you ever live in a building without laundry such that you'd have to go down to the laundry? I never had to go to a laundry bag. Uh, no. Cause I, I did. Um, and it was very unpleasant. Yeah. I know. I never did that. I, frankly, I rarely even it was did also, I laundry did, I in the building. It was pre smartphone or it, it was, no, I had a yeah. I had I remember. Wait, it was two thousand. No, I had a smartphone, but maybe you you, you did data. I just remember like I, I could listen to a podcast with headphones, but I couldn't like do anything else at, at the laundromat. So I'd be very bored. So I could leave to go back home, but then it's really only like a half an hour, or whatever, for a load, and you don't want someone to throw your stuff out, you know. So yeah, it was a very annoying process. Yeah, I was uh, generally very spoiled and paid for my laundry to be done. So. Um, oh, so you're saying? Oh, you did live in laundryless buildings, but you had someone else do it. No, I lived in laundry uh, buildings with laundry and chose to still pay. For that, oh, because I was going to ask. It didn't seem <laughs> possible to me that Rachel's never done laundry. I've never heard of a person ever doing laundry, but I guess, I guess you're saying I'm wrong. No, I've done laundry. I've done laundry many times. I do laundry but, but regularly. But you're saying like, I, like, how did you? Ne- I've never heard of a person who did do laundry in college. But I guess you're, if you're saying you didn't do it, at some point you paid someone to do your laundry, then I, even though there was laundry in your building, then I assume Rachel could have yeah. done the same in college. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah like every, why did you every run- your laundry when it was in the building? It takes like 10 minutes. It does not take 10 minutes to do laundry. That's an idiotic statement. The, okay. The folding, the folding at the end, but like the whole process the- is very annoying. You have to take things down up. So yeah, it's, it's a whole thing. It's like, it's a whole night going up and down, back and forth, holding, loading. It's very annoying. No, um, other than the folding process, every other step is like less than two minutes. Nah, it's a whole thing. It's much yeah. easier to drop off the laundry on when you go to the subway and then have it delivered to your house, to your straight to your door. How much do they charge for this service? A, a lot more than downstairs, but yeah. I, I, right, I, okay. 
right. Uh, I spend right, money so on much dumber things than having my laundry done. That's for sure. Of course. Yes, of course. <laughs> yes. My, yes, my, my cheapness uh, is uh, very inconsistent. Um, but can, yeah, I want to get to the laundromat and sort of discuss like the ethics and the rules of the laundromat. I got a lot right. of questions here. Okay. So um, we, so I, yeah, again, here, I think we are, we should just go by story. Um, sure. We got three storylines here. We got the date, we got the breakup and we got the laundromat. Okay, um, so how do you, you want to go? You can you pick. It sounds like you want to jump into the well, laundromat. Let's let's end with that because that's sort of the, the date is the most important. So that's how I have the it. The laundromat so is I... most important for the show. All so right. we can start with the date. Let's so say. we're going to know the date, the breakup, the laundromat. Sure. The breakups, actually. Yes. All right. And it's actually the dates, but there's only one laundromat. So it's the dates, the breakups, the laundromat, singular. Yes, which is uh, also a date, but yeah. Uh, that's true. Yeah. But the date, the first date is not also a laundromat. Yes. In, in fact, in both of these dates, some of the people on the date aren't exactly Don't, clear that right. it's a date. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And in the breakup, it's not clear that there's the person is being broken up with. Yeah, I guess all of these. Really, it's five couples going on dates, actually. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of... We have uh, five dates. It's yeah. a, there's a lot of it's complicated with. Yeah, we have five dates. Yeah, a, a, a variety of forms, basically. Yeah. So we yeah. have five couples, 10 people total. Yeah, uh, four, okay. six, and four visitors. Yeah, so we got our we got that our date. include uh, the dashiki lady, who we'll get to. Yeah. Oh, and we're gonna have to do some um, measuring people against Alan here. I think. Mm, yeah, perhaps. <laughs> I don't know if what what counts as a boyfriend. I think it's just anyone that you want to date with, right? Because that's kind of what most of the show is going to be. Um, okay, so we go to the date um, at the restaurant. It's a real restaurant, still exists. Cafe Fiorello's. Um, it's a real, you know, a t- typical Italian place. In oh, it's a real restaurant in my head. Have you been there? Yeah. No, I've not been there. I just looked it up. Um, but it's, you know, standard Italian fare, pizzas, pasta, you know, high end, you know, $30 pizzas, like those types. Yeah. Um, and it's immediately clear to Monica that Joey has never met Bob before and that this is just a complete blind date situation. Yeah. Um, she starts panicking. However, as soon as he walks in the door, she's completely fine because she sees that he's hot. Um, yeah, he has like a real, like, I would say like news anchor Senator look to him. Um, I saw he was on 47 episodes of days of our lives, which as we've established is like basically zero episodes. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Less than 1%. That's how many episodes they have every week. Um, yeah, it does make me think though, because these are the days of our lives, Alex. Yes. Meanwhile, Monica is very confused when she asks Bob and Angela where they're from and they give different answers. Yeah. Um, Joey somehow manages to like, you know, distract everyone by like pretending to that he <laughs> felt like he was falling or something. Um, and somehow everyone doesn't move back to immediately to wait. You grew up yeah. in different places. Again, um, it's impossible for this conversation to last. 90 <laughs> yeah. Seconds. Yeah. This whole thing is ridiculous. Um, so then um, they, they split up boys and girls. The girls head to the bathroom. The boys are outside. And he's like, oh, you know, you know what I miss the most about Angela? That really, like, loud, you know, chirpy, <laughs> squirrely, weaselly noise she makes when she eats things. I love yeah. that about her. Um, and then he's like, yeah, you know, Monica's pretty good, but, like, it's not going to work out. She's just, like, too much in bed for me sexually, you know. <laughs> uh, really laying it on thick here. Yeah. Um, and meanwhile, in the bathroom... We have Monica like fusing with just like how great Bob is and like again, again like every word is perfectly couched yes. so that like she doesn't imply that you know you're yeah. dating him, yeah. I'm dating him. Um, just that like he's great, uh, he's so sophisticated, he's mature, and, and just like yeah, and best of all, he's great in bed. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, and then we get the response that I'm sure was uh, a moment of great consternation to all of us. As Monica states that what a crazy relationship that, it, that you have with him. My brother never even told me when he lost his virginity. Yes, an obvious lie. Just observed last week. I like to report it. Yes. Yeah, it's it's like such a weird line on so it's many levels. Because it's, it's so like it's like such a weirdly phrased thing to say, as if like that was some of like commonly held standard of whether you're in touch with like your siblings' like sexual yeah. life. Yeah. Um like like no that's just like such a random factoid. Um yeah. and like yeah, no, like it was it, like, it is like Monica, because she is so uncomfortably close with Ross, right? She is sort of like I think it does make sense. Like if she's surprised by how close another sibling couple is, then it's like it's like a it's a kalba <laughs> right? right. Anyone close to her and Ross are literally committing incest. Yes. Um, but yes. But why did she now? Unless she's joking, but the my brother never told me when he lost her. No. Because of course. No. He did. She, no. She's not. It's just yeah. a complete like screw up. Um. Yeah. Like, and it's yeah. not like this was like some throwaway lie last episode. It was like the main a, plot yes, of the episode yes. was around the fact that this was like yes. his like losing virginity anniversary. Completely um, unnecessary. Yeah. Stupid. Crazy. This is cra- crazy stuff going on. Here. I'm sure it'll come up in the post. Um. I'm sure. I'm sure. I mean, yeah, I, I would bet that like a majority of the people would bring this up because it's it's so egregious, and like it was the last episode. This is not like oh, it's this season five, and we're like uh, we're like losers that remembered from season one. This was yeah. last week's episode. People All probably right. noticed in real time. While, like, while, we're, bashing, he, while we're bashing, last week friends. he was the whole was yeah. the whole plot. While we're bashing friends, I have to come into defend friends. Okay, yeah. so as I'm watching this uh, this episode or particularly this storyline. I start to get annoyed because I'm like ripping a couple apart to keep the pieces for themselves. That's straight out of Seinfeld, right? David and yes. Beth Luckner. Yes, I thought of that. So I went to look it up. This game first. Da- David and Beth Luckner's relationship, the Jerry Lane trying to pry apart. That's season seven, episode 23, which aired in May 1996. Oh. So in this case, it's not Friends that steals a plot from Seinfeld. It's actually Seinfeld that steals a plot from Friends. No, it's, it's obviously a different plot, but the idea that, you know, that Joey and, Ch- that, uh, Joey and Monica will team up here to break this couple apart and keep the pieces for themselves. So Seinfeld, yeah. you ripped off friends. Yep. They're, they're, they're Steelers. Yeah. yeah. Jared, Jared Jerome, um, I don't think he's uh, showing up this week again. No. He's off the bat. He's off the bat. Off the wagon. On the wagon. Whichever is the bad one is him right now. Um so Angela and Bob like really start upping the ante. Um, they're like essentially just like making out at the table at this point. And she like Monica's just like, Joey, like what the hell is going on here? This is like cocktails in Appalachia. She <laughs> describes yeah. it. Um, I would just said it in the Geller residence, but yeah. Yeah, it's just, this is one of those like very dated references because obviously the situation in Appalachia is even more incestuous than it was then. <laughs> um, things have really gone off the rails um, and this is where Joey is like like you've never gotten a little rambunctious with Ross so it's like yeah. they were already like aware of it at least yeah yeah um, Joey's completely correct <laughs> and finally like Monica has this epiphany that like this whole thing is bullshit um, until Joey's like okay you're right I'm sorry but like I'm really just like I really like Angela and like I'm really screwed up with her and like help me break her up um, and then like you'll you know to the victors shall go the spoils um 
Okay, so that's that storyline. Um, I think I've made my opinion of this storyline pretty known. Uh, I don't think we need to discuss it further unless you have anything uh, to cap on. Our no, Joey Monica pairing. Yeah, let's move um, on to the double breakup. Yeah, so it's actually, this is an interesting episode because it's a lot of unusual pairings other than Ross and Rachel, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. But like, I feel like we're going to see very little Chandler, Phoebe, and, or Joey Monica as, as we go through the series as, as pairings. Yeah, we, we we should really calculate the timing of every single twosome. <laughs> Keep those stats, but that's um, a little bit much. It should, actually probably wouldn't be too hard. Like we could just make like one Excel with like just like a kind of like a matrix of like each. Well, you're counting scenes, or you're literally timing it. Yeah, not scenes. No, like uh, episodes where like they are like paired up for storyline. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so I volunteer like you for this. Um, yeah, I figured you would. Uh, that's fine. I gave you some tester work earlier today. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay. So that's the date, um, which, which also does end with a breakup, but now we'll go to the actual breakups. Um, does it end with two breakups? I I suppose not. Um, Angela and Bob break up, I guess Joey and Monica don't break up because they weren't really dating. Um, but neither were Ross and Rachel. But from the perspective of the people who thought they were dating, they're broken up. That's true. That's true. So, So every, every couple that anyone thinks is a couple breaks up. Except for Ross and Rachel. Yeah, this would be like a fun, like a fun, like wedding crashers type movie of like people who did this. Like they like somehow sought out couples <laughs> and like broke them up and and, and stole them. Um, yeah. I guess it would be hard to do. Um, probably a lot of work for very low success rate. Um, but it would be a fun movie. Like, you know, if you have, you have the right people, you have a you can have it pull off it um okay so in central perk we have chandler and phoebe they're waiting for janice and tony to arrive and chandler is getting uh very nervous this is where we get uh, my line from the top we never do anything just the two of us um which at the time is kind of a throwaway line it ends up being like if this was like the season seven line it would be like super meta right yeah Uh, but here it's just kind of an accident yeah um Phoebe is just like completely calm. She's cool as a cucumber. Um, she's like thinks it's nice they're finally doing something together. And in walks Jadis. Um, this will be the first time we see her of nineteen episodes in which she will appear. Hmm. Um, Should have asked me to guess. Sorry. Should have asked me to guess. Oh, sorry. Okay. So how about this? You can still guess the three guests. You know, guess you know outside core six. Three people, three people who have been in more episodes than Janice. I'll say Gunther. Gunther is in 150 episodes. Yes. Okay. And I'll say um, are the Gellers more than 19. I'll say yes. There's enough weddings and stuff. It's the Gellers. Yes. Yeah. Nailed it. Um. So yeah. So she, according to a rumor, she initially auditioned for the role of Monica. She, yeah. however, has denied that rumor. And Courtney said, Cox, I thought, auditioned for for Rachel. Um, I think that's right. Yeah, I, I mean, they had they had like I think over a hundred people auditioned for each of these parts. So like, uh, okay. right. tons of people were yeah. probably you know are on the list of people who auditioned for one thing or another. Mm-hmm. Um, she also auditioned auditioned for the role of Deborah Barone in Everybody Loves Raymond. Um, another reason why it's not the Barone Club, it's the Wheeler Club is she was not given the role of course it went to patricia heaton even though the producers liked her more she lost the part um she did end up being in the show a little bit um 
And obviously she was in Friends a whole bunch. Um, and as we said, she was Cynthia in the Fix Up episode of Seinfeld. She was Eileen Solitaroff in yes. the Palestinian Chicken episode of Curb, which I believe was our number one rated episode of Curb, right? Yep. Um, was it Palestinian Chicken or was it the um, I think the, ta- the table read? It was Palestinian Chicken? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So she walks in. She lets Chandler know that her day has already been supremely awful. So now, of course, Chandler is like feeling like, oh, this is not going to go well. Yeah. Uh, but, and... Let me ask you a question. Why does he need six espresso shots to break up? Like six shots of alcohol, I understand. Yeah. Six shots of coffee seems like the weird. Like like the wrong substance to be turned yeah. to. Yeah. Well, at least we got to see get a good uh, clue in on what Matthew Perry was probably like a whole bunch of the time. Yeah, uh, but, but not like, from caffeine. Not from caffeine. Yes. No. Um, yeah, it's an interesting go to, choice. Go to the bathroom, six lines of coke. That's although they'd be ripping outside for them. Yeah. Yeah. So he's like dreading the whole thing. He's like trying to get a word in with Janice. She, of course, is just like going off and like he can't even like you know get on you know get his momentum in and meanwhile like out of the corner of his eye he sees like tony walk up to phoebe like they talk for like seven seconds they hug and he walks away um very reminiscent to me phoebe this episode of leon with the jersey in curb yes Yes. (laughs) he like he just like goes he like shakes the guy's head he gives her the jersey and it's like great larry's in all he just like this is leon (laughs) that's a great great callback um so Janice has purchased a pair of Bullwinkle socks, which she explains um, can either be worn independently from the Rocky socks or together with the Rocky socks. Yeah, I, I, I like doing Rocky Bullwinkle, Bullwinkle, Rocky. I like yeah, it. yeah, I hear that. Right. It's uh, you might as well mix fun. and match if you have. It's fun, time. as she says. Yeah. It is fun. It is fun. Um, fun socks. Um, Chandler is still um, trying to like work up the courage. Um, he's just like, as you said, pounding these espressos. She's just like getting started on her first latte. Um, yeah. and we get our first Janice laugh. You want to do a Janice laugh for us? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty that's good. That's pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Now what we don't get, which is very disappointing to me, is when Chandler tells her he wants to break up, we don't get an oh my god. Right. Yeah, which which is shocking, but I guess they hadn't come up with that. One. Yeah, they hadn't come up with it yet. Um, it's interesting that she says, "Oh my God!" She says the words, but in this, she's she doesn't, doesn't say "lol," but she should say uh, "omg." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, now she also when when Chandler does break the news to her, she does like the waving the, her hands in front of her face to prevent tears. I've never understood that. Can you explain that to me? <laughs> Um, or, you know, something like you're trying wave. to like fan, right? You're trying to fan the, Is that the idea that the, the, the slight fanning from your fingers will prevent you from crying. Why? Why do people? Fan I mean, it's, I mean, listen, people also shake their Polaroid pictures, which serves absolutely no purpose. And no one under the age of 35 knows what we're talking about. Is that true? The, the outcast song, but the shaking, the Polaroid picture doesn't do anything. No, Polaroid specifically had a whole ad, had a whole ad campaign at one point, which I remember where they said it was very clear that it annoyed them that people did that, but they also didn't want to be like, like yelling at their customers. So they did sort of a tongue in cheek, passive aggressive ad where they said in every country in the world, people do different things to celebrate their Polaroid pictures. And then they show like people bowing down and people doing like rain dances and people doing all these. And then they show in America, people shaking them. And so, and, and they're like, you don't need to do it. You can do whatever you want. It was sort of the best. So they were, it was their way of passive aggressively telling people, hey, you don't need to do that. Stop it. Mm-hmm. Um, so according to Reddit, some people fan their eyes while crying in an attempt to dry their eyes. 
Whereas others say that it's because they feel hot. When you're trying get... to dry your eyes, just wipe the tears. Yeah, I guess. That works better than fanning. Most likely. Um, some people say it's due to just like they feel very hot and flustered, I guess, because they're in an, in an agitated state. Um, so it's more like they're trying to like cool themselves down. Um, yeah. Polaroid yeah. warns buyers. This person wants you to open up yeah. a checking account with some online bank. Right. I don't know why that's responsive. Um yeah, well, those are the three answers on Reddit. <laughs> it was it was in response to Outcast song, actually. Yeah, Polaroid said um, um, that the image never touches air, so shaking or waving has no effect. Shaking and waving can damage the image. Rapid movement during development can cause portions of the film to separate prematurely. It can cause blobs in the picture. Almost everyone does the thinking the shaking accelerates the development process. If you shake it too vigorously, you can distort the image. Um, that they should sue Outcast. Yeah, lay it on a flat surface like a Polaroid picture. Not. It doesn't sound as cool for a song. Um, yes, but I'm trying to look for the actual commercial um, that they did. Um, is shaking boy pictures? No, I, I must have the right, I'll look for this later. But anyways, yes. But there was there were there were there was a series of commercials, unless I'm completely Mandela affected this, but I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah. All right, so let's go back to the breakup, which I don't understand why it takes so long. Like after he says he doesn't want to see her anymore. Why is the conversation still happening? It's humiliating. Like, and I guess I get that that's the joke, but it still doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, listen, he explains like he, she's the, he's a bing, bing, bing. She's a boom, boom, boom. Couldn't yeah. be clearer. Um, yeah. The hitting her in the face part is not ideal. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, honestly, I think that's, that was what hit, what screwed it up. Like, I think he, if he had not hit her in the head, he, he might have gotten away with, uh, you know, closing the deal on the breakup. But now but he like, sucked back in. Like this, right. He sucked back in. Now he has to, like, yeah. make sure she's okay. And, like, now it's like, it's like nothing happens. Like, yeah, I mean, I feel like a lot of, like, a lot of people in that scenario, they'd say, you know, go fuck yourself and they'd storm out. Like, but, um, maybe, but I guess she's trying to stay. She's trying to guilt him. Right. Because so. she doesn't want to break up. Yeah. So, yeah. and now he has to kind of, she like, should have just a nice done what the bit. girl does to George in, in the side book, where she just says, no, we're not. Just, just reject it. <laughs> right, right. I've heard your offer, and I reject it. <laughs> right, we'll, we will continue. Yeah. Um, yeah, so then uh, Phoebe, basically Phoebe comes over. She's the, you know, amazing wingman again. Um, goes, to, goes, speaks to Janice. Uh, Janice is like, oh, sure, great, no problem, very friendly, waves, you know, smiles at Chandler, and Chandler's like, we should always break up together. Yeah. Great stuff. Um. Okay, and that's uh, that's part two. That's our breakups. Um, yep. So now we've had three breakups: Bob and Angela, Phoebe and um, Tony, Chandler and Janice. Number one. Um, okay, and we'll end with our laundromat story. Um, we got um, obviously Ross and Rachel, as we said. Um, and Rachel's like, you know, trying to like make the best of the situation. She's taking ownership and she starts to have this unfortunate encounter with, as we said, the aforementioned horrible woman, as she's called in the credits. Yeah. Um, she is played by Camille Saviola. No, her name is Mitzi. Rachel calls her Mitzi. Oh, does she? Well, I think that's... which is Mitzi is also the name of Rachel's arch enemy, of course, her best friend who is now with with uh, her ex fiance. Yeah, so I don't think that's really her name. I think it's like a. Also, oh, Rachel just calls people she hates Mitzi's. <laughs> I think so. That's, yeah, I, I I, like I'm that. making this up right now, but yes, I think that's what's going on. Okay. How I would she know her name? Straight. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, so, yeah. So, can we talk about uh, Mitzi or the Dashiki lady or horrible woman, whatever we're calling her? Yeah. Can we, can we talk about her? Um, 
First of all, what is with 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 the, with, with the hat with the with the hat <laughs> and whole, the eye makeup? She's definitely doing appropriation because she's not all of the things in her outfit, right? Correct. Like, yeah, she's, like, but also from like, a lot people don't usually things. get dressed up unless they're on a date uh, for the laundromat. That's where you wear like you know your last shirt and whatever. Um, all right. So her first rule is no suds, no save. Right. Okay. Um, she made this up, correct? Yeah, I mean, because like Cause certainly Ross if says you... no. The rule is basket on top. Yeah, and, and she sort of—that's the rule. Like, who can, who knows these rules? Ross yeah. has a, a laundry. No, a laundry so it's, it's certainly not no suds, no save. Because, like, for sure, if your law, if your clothes are in the machine and you just haven't put in soap yet, like, it's your machine. So hold on, because I have been in the scenario where people have taken my clothes out of machines because you didn't come back soon enough, um, and I've also done that to other people. And like, you sort of take it out very carefully and you sort of lay it there. Um, so I, I mean, you you can't. The basket on top, that's definitely not a rule. You got to be using it. So Ross is wrong, right? If you pour your clothes in there with the intent of starting within a minute or two, obviously that's fine. But if you pour your clothes in there, you can't just leave. Right? Yeah, so I mean, it can't in that be, respect, no it can't be no for, stairs. yeah, but like yeah. if it's, if like, it's been it, like a few minutes, like you're allowed to like be like be navigating around the laundromat I mean, to like the general get rule is you you don't once a machine is going obviously you don't interrupt someone's machine but if there's no person there and there's clothes that aren't running i think you're allowed to take the machine. so but rachel's in the air once rachel says excuse me that's my machine my clothes are in there at that point i think the woman has to stop right the fact that she was able to yes. be, ba be back yes but if before. you see if you see a load of clothing of dry clothing in a machine and no person and it's not running and you don't see a person you're like yeah if no one's there right yeah yeah, yeah i've done yeah i've done that in my building right where it's like again, or you take it out because the load's over and then you, i take their stuff out i put it in the dryer but then you know i'm not gonna start the dryer. yeah um this woman um she also played turtles she also played turtles mom on entourage uh, i've never seen entourage so um and uh sadly she died about two years ago she was in Hackensack, New Jersey, in your in your current neck of the woods, my old yeah, neck of the woods. Very close. Um, yeah, she was seventy one years old. Oh, we lost her too soon. Um, so yeah, so Ross Ross is really the the hero here, right? He's the right. one that really like uh, you know stands up more than Rachel, in part because like he knows the rules, right? Yeah, like he has it's the like confidence. how Gary likes the opera because he feels like a tough guy there. Yeah, Ross gets to feel like a tough guy in the laundromat. Yeah, because like Rachel, like kind of like she feels like that's not the rule, but like she does, like she's not confident enough to like assert herself about it. Yeah, I, I guess she's apparently never done laundry, which I found hard to believe. But I guess you're saying it's not that hard. Yeah, it's not hard to believe. Yeah. Um. So it then becomes clear that Rachel has you right as you said has no idea how to do anything. She doesn't know about separating, which frankly I believe is made up. You don't actually have to separate your. Yeah, let's talk about color. that. Um, yeah. like the red sock turning pink. This was very famously done in the Simpsons with the red hat. Yeah. Pink. Marge, I can't wear a pink shirt to work. Everybody wears white shirts. I'm not popular enough to be different. No, Homer, don't panic. You have plenty of white shirts. Oh, gimme, 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 gimme. Oh no, pink, pink, pink. <laughs> it's all over, Marge. It's all over. <laughs> how this could have happened. Ah, oh, my lucky red hat. Clean as a whistle. You! You did this to me! Ah! I apologize. Oh, and yeah, this cliche does not really happen in real life. Like, on TV, it's basically a perfect way to draw, to dye your clothes pink. It's like automatic. Yeah. And yeah, that's not how it works. I've, um, you know, I, 
sometimes I've had things turn like slightly like a, a very, very, very subtle, like like bluish almost from like from jeans or something. But yeah, but the, this idea that, yeah, you leave one red sock in and everything's pink. That's that. Doesn't yeah. Happen. No, I mean, we we do not distinguish. We were, we're we don't see color oh, in my house. Well, now, we yes, in 2023 technology, I agree 100 percent. But I do yeah. feel like yeah, clothes you still you still run more. or the detergent like or the clothing. The technology has changed in the last 20 years. Yeah. When sometimes started, it would I also my own laundry. Yeah. Um, well, I guess probably around fifth or sixth grade. I, I did it because I didn't want my brother stealing my clothes. So, um, yeah, so sometimes it would so also be the like, like the first time you washed a specific item, like it could run, yeah. but like then it was just like it was fine. I did separate colors just out of habit, probably until when did I stop? I, I actually, I'm pretty sure I was separate. In fact, no, I was, sep- I was I was separating colors until 20, like 16, 17. But I don't think I needed to anymore, but I just did it out of habit. Because if you have enough clothes for multiple loads, then you know might as well. You got to divide it somehow. But yeah, but you don't need to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. Also, you should always use cold water. You know about that? You should use what? Always use cold water. Don't use hot water when you do the laundry. Um, there was a there was a Malcolm Gladwell podcast about this. Oh, then it's definitely true. Yeah. <laughs> All laundry is really from Nigeria. Yeah. <laughs> All right, show's uh, over. Nothing to see here. <laughs> show's over. Yeah. Um, so he explains the three types of clothes. You got your whites, you got your darks, and you got your delicates, which yes. he uh, is referring to her bras and her underpanty things. Yeah, and sitsis, uh, I would say, for yes. those of us who belong to those. <laughs> yeah, sitsis yeah. might be included. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, well, what about if I have white panties? Are those yeah. are those white or are they panties? Um and by the way, she would also be pretty careful, I feel like, about how clean those are before she whips them out. Not even in front of a guy on a date, but in front of anybody, I feel like. Right? Like, I feel like your uh, women are not necessarily, you know, they're not showing off dirty underwear to, like, you know, to anybody, let alone Ross. Yeah. So she's very confident in the cleanliness of these uh, underwear. Yes. And he takes out his new and extra tough laundry detergent, mm. the German Uberweiss. Yes. Um, now... The episode title is the East German laundry detergent. Yeah, where do we, where does the East come from? Like I, I maybe you could clue me in. I'm one. I know. I know there was a, there was. It just sounds Germany. more masculine. I mean, look the, uh, the the female Olympic athletes from East Germany were more masculine than you were I. Right, so right, but like, um, we're well it, past the point now where in 1994 yes, where anyone would yes, be referring to East yes, Germany. The wall came down years ago. Yes, yeah, there's no more. Like in, yeah, that's um, just and that's never even said in the episode. It's just the name of the episode. Right, but it's yeah. I just it's it's referred to as German here, not yeah. East German. So yes. it's interesting that in the title they went with East German. Yes. Um, By the way, um, you also it's me... it's also they call it a laundry detergent, where it should be a fabric softener because it's a replacement for the snuggles. Correct. Interesting. Yeah. So this title is a disaster. But no, but it does seem to be his detergent. Unless fabric softener is a type of detergent. Oh, so you're saying he just goes all new. Well, you can add fabric softener separately. Although, again, in 2023, I think you can get it included. So let's see. What's the Uber Vice? Um, You you mentioned my Chester work a few minutes ago, which is collecting all the the rankings. It does seem to be a detergent, yeah. Which was ranking all the episodes of Friends, finding all the other rankings in the internet and averaging them together, as I've done for Seinfeld and Curb. Yeah. Um, uh, I do like, by the way, someone says, uh, the Friends episodes ranked from Ross to best. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, what's interesting is there are many um, rankings I have found, and I will certainly do the chest work at another time. 
But even more than the number of people who have ranked all the Friends episodes are people who have ranked all the Thanksgiving episodes of Friends and all the Christmas episodes. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, that's the thing that people are very excited. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sorry, that's my Chester work. Okay, so we're back with the detergent. So can we talk about when Ross's show's over? Nothing to see here? Sure. That gave me big Jerry vibes. I'm like, for sure that's a Jerry line. So I went, <laughs> so I went to look it up. The only person who ever says... First of all, the words "all right" shows over. Nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. Is that where he's where he's stealing? No, that that is Uncle never Leo. said on Seinfeld. Okay. All right, shows over is said by Kramer in the Hamptons when topless Jane departs. <laughs> all right, shows over. I'm going. To okay. And then swarm, swarm. Uh, no, and then nothing to see here is said again by Kramer to Jerry and Elaine when he has the police tape all over his apartment in the Frogger episode. <laughs> uh-huh. So they are looking at the sort of, they're like, what's going on in your apartment? He's like, nothing to see here. Step back, son. There's nothing to see here. So we, we do get a show's over and we do get a nothing to see here, but they're both from Kramer. They're separate. And so yet again, I have falsely accused friends of ripping off Seinfeld. When really it was the reverse. Yes. Although I will say an early an iconic early episode set in a laundromat that was done by Seinfeld first, right? Oh, yes. Laundromat Seinfeld episode of Seinfeld was that season one or season two? Season two, I think. But still early. Still early in this. Yeah. And here the friends goes uh, back to the laundromat as well. Yeah. Yes. Um, but um, all right. So yeah. So there. So that. So he says show's over. As soon as they start fighting over that cart, um, I, I I like I remembered. Oh yeah, she's gonna pull him down. Ross is going to kiss her. He's going to get up. He's going to walk into an open door and fall down. Like I, I like, I knew the entire thing was happening and yet it executed it perfectly. Very well done. Um, it's built like, you know, just a phenomenal, phenomenal scene. I think. And again, like that's it, it, any friends clip show has to show that scene. I think. Yeah. And this is, this is followed by the walk into the door. Yeah. Yeah. And the, really the whole thing, I mean, the, the whole like final scene starting with like Rachel really, um, you know, taking on the horrible woman. Um, there's also like a, I think like a really great Ross moment where you could tell that like Ross was about to intervene again on her behalf, but like yeah. recognize that like she can like, she's fine. And like, she doesn't, like, he doesn't need to do that. Like she's fine on her own. That's true love, baby. Um, and like, I think like he, like she did need him to help her, her the first time, but like now this time, like she didn't. Um, and like, you see that, like that pause where like he like hesitates and then just like lets her handle it. Um, and yeah, it's like, it's like a really formative moment. Um, like any, right. Like any like best of like Ross and Rachel clip show would like have this as like one of the early, you know, moments um, where like they had this bond. Um, so yeah. So we uh one one thing i wanted to point out like like pretty bad writing here um Ra- rachel goes on this whole thing about that if i can do laundry there's nothing i can't do which is like literally what she says in the pilot if i figured if i can make coffee there isn't anything that i can't do yeah um, so like super super lazy yeah. yeah um so we end things off in our closing credit scene back in central park rachel's comforting ross and um uh, while phoebe admires her new clothes all of which are now pink and Monica and Joey come in. They're excited because they successfully broke up Bob and Angela. And meanwhile, Chandler is grieving, which he's doing by running around yelling, I'm free, which Phoebe observes must be working quite well for him. And that's our show. Mm-hmm. This is all a moot point. <laughs> huh. 
a moo point? Yeah, it's moo. Ah, how many moo points you got for this one? Um, so I think this one is, as you've probably gathered, I think it's like one like really strong and and really iconic storyline with like two kind of duds for me. Um, I don't mind like I, I like Janice. I like you know that she's kind of introduced as more of a of a normal character here than she'll become later. Um, Laura, like at least less annoying so far. Um, but like the the Joey Monica storyline is like ridiculous. It's like a zero. Um, so I will say just just on the backs basically of the laundromat. Um, I will say this is three point one moot points, a slightly above average episode. But um, yeah, I'm definitely higher than you. I think this is the best episode yet. I think the uh-huh. laundromat part is enough to do it. Um, I think I gave the one with the thumb four moot points. Yeah. So I will give this one four point two moot points. Four point two, very nice score. This is my uh, my highest ranking. It is. Oh yeah, he's my <sighs> he's my best friend. Of who is the best friend? Um, the best friend is Phoebe. She's, as we said, she's got the come with guy energy. Um, she's bre- she's breaking up herself. She's break she's breaking up for you. Um, she'll be there for you because you're there for her too. Yeah, I mean, there's no disagreement. It's it's not just that she volunteers to break up with her boyfriend Tony to help out her buddy. <laughs> it's she ends up breaking up not only with her boyfriend but also breaking up for Chandler with uh. So yeah, so she she does it all. Uh, Phoebe, absolutely the best friend. Uh, the come with gal, as we would have said in another podcast. And then the next question, of course, is you're a fucking asshole. That's what you are. Who is the fucking asshole? Yeah, I mean, there's literally a character in the episode named Horrible Woman. <laughs> so <Yes>. like, <laughs> I mean, they may as well just named her fucking asshole in the credits. Yeah. If, uh, and so again, yeah. I don't know whether we're calling her Mitzi or Horrible Woman or but what we're both calling her is fucking. So. <laughs> She's definitely a fucking asshole either way. Yeah. No, no disagreements there. Which I guess means it's time for steaks and eggplants. Why, it's dinner for six. Five steaks and an eggplant for Phoebe. <laughs> Why don't you go first off? I'll go first. Um, my eggplant here is the easiest. By the way, have you been updating our chart with all these various... Uh, I have, I have. Mishigasas? Oh, because I went into it the other day and I saw some things were not there and I answered some of them myself from memory. Oh. But okay, well... Check, it's on, po- check on all the different tabs. It's possible that I missed some. Yeah. The best friend's um, fucking asshole. Some of that was missing, I think. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Well, we'll do our best. No one else is looking at this, so. Uh, um, but if yeah. it's incomplete, it's going to drive me nuts. So. Okay. So then, when it, it drives you nuts, you'll take care of it. Yeah. No. 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 You're doing that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fine. At least, yeah. Um. Okay. So, my um, my eggplant here is easy. I've been uh, ringing this bell all episode. Joey's plan is ridiculous. Um, it has every right to blow up in his face. He gets a giant eggplant. Um, I will say that Phoebe gets two steaks, one for each breakup. Um, and I will give Rachel two steaks, um, one for doing laundry and one for standing up to the horrible woman. And I will give my last steak to Russ, um, for being, you know, a team player, you know, being pretty smooth with Rachel overall, getting the kiss at the end. Um, he has a nice episode. Yeah. I mean, the eggplant is obvious, but you gave it to the wrong person. It's obviously (laughs) Chandler. He's a bad breaker upper, right? Like Alan. At least he doesn't call um, he doesn't call Janice Bighead, but uh, uh-huh. he can't he can't even get the deed done at all. So yeah, so he gets my eggplant. Uh, Joey and Monica are each getting a steak for successfully breaking the couple up, <laughs> uh-huh. and Joey's getting a bonus steak because he came up with the whole caper and it worked brilliant. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know why I gave him eggplants; it worked. Well, it shouldn't work. Well, guess yeah. what? Yeah, no. Oh, so you're now you're just a purely results oriented. Yeah, um, Rachel gets a steak for standing up for herself at the laundromat. Um, Ross, as you said, gets a steak for the first date and the first kiss with Rachel. 
And I mean, he is the biggest winner of this episode, right? Because like for Joey, like, like, sure, Angela has great boobs, but the squirrel weasel thing is super annoying. And this is clearly a case to me of as soon as Joey gets her back, he's going to. Oh, for sure. Yeah. No question. Yeah. Now, you mentioned this earlier, but like, you know, all future boyfriends compared to Alan. Yes. So I think Alan (laughs) will become the yardstick against which all future boyfriends will be measured. Alan shall be the art stick against which all future boyfriends yes. shall be yes. injured. Yes. Um, so I guess we have three three uh, significant others. Oh, so I thought it's only for Monica's. Oh, it's you only for Monica's? Oh, I don't know. We can do whatever we want. But <laughs> okay. I was going to say, anyway, none of these people meet up to Alan. Oh, of course Alan's not. Great. Of course yeah. not. Alan's only downside is he hates the friends. <laughs> Otherwise, he's perfect. Uh, but yeah, except we, should, we should probably shouldn't make that the standard, though, because then, then what's the point of the exercise? If it's well, just going to be whoever we come across, Alan is better because Alan. That was, was the point. That's why all future you have to be better than Alan. I mean, eventually someone can be better. Tom Selleck might be better than Alan. Okay, uh, fine. So Chandler might be better than Alan. Rachel marries him. Uh, secret uh, P.S. No, he's not. Okay. <laughs> She's stuck with Alan. So okay. So but we're not literally setting the bar as Alan is perfect and awesome because then he's going to be very hard to beat. Well, he's not perfect and awesome because he hates all our friends. So you know, right. That's okay. Perfect. Right. So someone who's great but also gets along with the friends is is potentially better. Yeah, so maybe Chandler, yeah. Okay. Tom Selleck, for um, sure. He's so cool. Yeah, so wait, so we have Bob, we have Angela, and we have Janice in this episode. Oh, you're, you're talking about all significant others. Okay. Oh, yeah, although who is Bob even dating? I'm, you know, I'm taking out Bob. There's no Bob. Oh, no, not Bob. I didn't mean Bob. Tony. But Tony is... Yeah, yeah. Bob, in his head, is not dating any of them. Yeah, so Bob is not part of this. Is Angela... No. Right, Angela only dated Joey before the show. Yeah, so I'm going to say she's not part of this. Although they kind of like going like a fit. Yeah, um, so it's just Tony. But Tony's not even in the show. So it's kind of stupid. And thus far, Janice is, is worse. And she'll probably get worse. She's not getting better. Yeah, um, certainly not. Yeah. Okay. All right. We'll, we'll clean that up later. Yeah. Okay. Speaking so, of, yeah. And no, obviously, no one to, in the Tom Selleck Club. Who's he? He's somebody. What about me? You're nobody. Why him? Why not me? He's good. You're not. Where's Richard? Your boyfriend is so cool. Really? Yeah, he let us drive his Jaguar. Joey for 12 blocks, me for 15. Wow. <laughs> he must like you the best. We already discussed the Maggie Wheeler Club. Is it time for the Postman? We actually have a iTunes review mm. to read um, before we jump into the Postman proper. This actually came a few weeks ago. You know, the, sometimes it's like it updates and like... It shows you one that's like from a month ago, but like I looked at the last month and it wasn't there. So I don't know how it works Um, because I I know I've looked since June 17th when this was posted and I didn't see it. Um, But this is from a post from a person named Nyuk Nyuk, N-Y-U-K, N-Y-U-K, one, two, three. Probably not their Christian name, I would guess. Um, <laughs> let's find out what it says on their birth certificate. Um, what do you what do you think Nyuk Nyuk, Nyuk is going to think about us? Uh, positive. Mm-hmm. Um, shall I read you the the headline first? <laughs> yes, read me the headline. The headline is "Don't waste your time okay. unless you are a woke sheep." Oh, so our podcast is too woke. Oh, well, then too I woke. know another friend's podcast. They definitely won't like. <laughs> Very true. Yeah, <laughs> he gives us one star. Mm. Very few stuff. It's the the lowest number of stars you can get. Yeah. Um, Nyuk Nyuk says, just when I thought I could listen to a cool podcast 
rehashing the same episodes of Curb Your Enthusiasm I've seen a hundred times. I get these clowns. All they do is recite line by line what happens. Yeah, that's the show. Yeah. Leave it to okay. these guys to make something so funny, so boring. Not <laughs> only is it boring, but you got to listen to their left-wing talking points the whole time. Right. Everything is political now. You can't escape it, and this is no different. Yep, we did get talking points, by the way. We got them every week before the podcast. We're issued them, and we're told this is what you will be saying. Yeah. Um, he says, or she, um, if you want to listen to harsh yeah, but, yeah, men, but it's definitely he, let's be honest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Harsh this is not a they them situation. So we harsh breedly. Um, we breathe harsh um, with speech impediments. I think that's probably me. Um, talk about Larry David and woke politics. This is the show for you. That's great. Um, okay. I don't think we've ever people. advertised us as anything other than a podcast of people with speech impediments talking about Larry David and woke politics. Like that's yes. the show. Yes. Um, awful zero stars if it were possible. Oh, not well, thankfully, it's ha, not possible. Take it for so the start, fuck yuck, yuck. you, yuck, yuck. Yeah. Not possible to give us zero stars. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. Yeah, so as always, if you'd like to uh, rebut yuck, yuck, um, we would obviously greatly appreciate that. Our yeah. our rating is a little bit down now. We're down to a 4.3, which is not the best because, you know, mm. people like yuck, yuck come along to, uh, yeah. to shit in the pool. Um, so, you know, you want to pad those stats up a little bit for us, take a minute or two, go right. You know, Av is great. Alex is great. They're funny. Five stars. I don't know why it matters, but you know, all the podcasts I listen to say that you should tell your listeners to yeah. do that. So well, it just shows up higher in like the podcast apps. Yeah. Right. I guess in theory, we care about that. I don't know. Okay. Let's jump into the postman itself. Postman! Postman! Come here! Tell the neighborhood! What a shonda, Larry! Larry David! We got a email again from Elizabeth Berry. Um, Elizabeth Berry actually just joins the WhatsApp group as well, which you may join too. Um, just contact any of us and we'll add you. It's, uh, it's a well, fun... If you join and you are in New York, there, please let us know. We'll still let you join. But you <laughs> yeah, are. you could come. It's fine. Yeah. We, we welcome everyone. It's like we don't care. Say whatever yeah. you want. Uh, but you should know the name of the chat is Speech Impediments and Will Follow. <laughs> um, yeah. That's the name. Well, I don't even think Yuck Yuck is still a listener, if I had to be honest. Yeah, yeah. So I don't think he's going to hear this. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Elizabeth Berry says, as a woman, taking your bra off without taking your shirt off is a very important skill to have. Okay. Um, I hear that because it's like when you want to like, when you like at the end of the day, like you don't want to like get completely yeah. undressed to get comfortable. Why um, is that such a difficult skill though? I don't know. I've never worn a bra. Or a man's hair. Yeah, bro. A bro. Yeah. Um, do you have any strange laundry stories? Um, I don't no, think so. Don't nothing think so. nothing comes to mind. Yeah. yeah. Rocky or a Bullwinkle? I was always a Rocky guy. Um, wait, Rocky is the squirrel? Yeah, Bullwinkle's the idiot. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm all <laughs> um, Monica claims in the bathroom, the roughs never told her about losing his virginity last week. He knew the exact yeah. date. He and Carol consummated the relationship. So maybe maybe he knew that was the first time with Carol, but, but the, didn't know it was the first the time. The new information that he reveals yeah. to Joey and Chandler, maybe that would have been new information. I mean, it's possible, well. except given how close Ross and Rachel are, I don't believe it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, well, I didn't call Rachel and say, guess what? It's finally happened. I had sex with Carol. And and not mention, like, oh, it's also the person I had sex. Yeah. Um, she gives the episode 4.2 moo points. Oh, this what is, a perfect rating. This yeah. is the first notable and memorable episode of Friends where Austin and Rachel kiss. Joey is tricking Monica for a date. Very sitcom-y. Chandler tries to break up with Janice for the first time, and she shares her iconic laugh. Phoebe's doing dating things, too. Um, yeah, and it's also, it's like, like, why is Ross, why is Rachel kissing Ross here? If, like, she's, like, <laughs> like, what's, like, the logical next step here? She's caught uh, up in the moment of, you know, it's exciting, it's dramatic. This, the guy that saved her, that she stood up for herself, she won a victory, she's a single woman in the city. Yeah, I, I mean, it. I don't know. People kiss on the lips, they're, like, platonic friends who's just there to have I mean, they're not platonic. Laundry. He already asked her out on a date, and yeah. she said, yeah, I'll go on a date with you. And now here, he literally said, can I go on a date with you tonight? And she said, yeah, like, again, right. like, all right. Part, that's not the confusing part to me. The confusing part to me is why she lifts up her underwear like that and acts totally unaware. <laughs> right. Unless she's trying to make him uncomfortable or she's trying to be sexy and flirty, which is yeah. fine. She, but that's not the vibe that's coming off there. Yeah. So. Um, her stakes, she gives one to Phoebe for not ghosting and letting the guy down easy, two to Monica for putting up with Joey's chaos. One to Ross for getting the kiss, one to Rachel for learning to do laundry. The eggplant goes to Joey for messing with Monica's feelings, as well as Bob and Angela's relationship. The best friend is Monica. The fucking asshole is Joey. Oh, wow. So so she was with me, Liz, but then she uh, turned. Yeah, she abandoned you. Uh, let's see what Michael J. Clark has to say. He is excited about the unique pairings. Chandler and Phoebe are probably the least paired of the six. So seeing them share a plot is fun. I feel like Chandler's girlfriend looks familiar. Have we Are seen her before? Are they less paired than Ross and Phoebe? I don't know. This is what we're going to have to track on our matrix. Yeah. This does remind me um, in my uh, longtime fantasy football league, you remember many years ago. Yes. Um, among the many, 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 many charts I have, <laughs> I have a chart tracking every single trade ever made in the league going back uh, over 20 years. Were there any five-team trades? Uh, no, we've, we've had two four-team trades oh. involved in both of them, of course. Um, but but also all the parents, just like we're doing here with friends. And I and I out and shame the people who have never consummated a trade between each other. I'm like, you guys are in the same league for seven years or twelve years or fourteen years. And like, m- make a trade because and because uh, there's a couple there's a couple parents that have never traded. Um, and then there's a couple dearly departed members of the league, like you, for example, who never made trades with new people and that can no longer rectify. So it's, it's very sad. Yes, you uh, you go down a, a with a note with a, a red line in my chart with no trades. With us. Mm. He says that Chandler's girlfriend looks familiar. Have we seen her before? LOL. I'm giving three stakes to Monica for rolling with it and being cool when she discovered Joey's ruse. One to Ross for not backing down to laundromat bullies. And one to Phoebe for being a breakup assassin. I plan to Joey for being peak CAD. I don't know what that means. C-A-D. Do you know what that means? Um, No, but I like like breakup assassin. Except assassin implies it's done like heartfully. It's done with such love and grace. Um, She's she's like the breakup Dr. Kevorkian. Computer aided design, but she's calm. No, it's not a CAD like like from an architectural perspective. All right, I don't know. I think he means CAD like like a boy, like a guy, like a guy who dates women very loosely. Oh, okay, I didn't know that term. Yeah, Yeah, it's lowercase. Yes. Yeah, well, because it hasn't been a common term since like the Rat Pack. But, Got it. Okay. Well, I wasn't familiar with it. Now I do. But MJC is. Uh, um, he says the come with guy is Janice. The fucking asshole is the laundromat lady, and he gives the episode three point six inappropriate sibling relationships. Mm. We turn next to Alex Orvitz, who says, "Wow, they are really reaching for some of these episode names. The episode was a step down from last week, but still decent. 
I think I'm now starting to see why people like Chandler, if only because his scenes are at least more interesting than whatever is happening with Ross and Rachel. I wish Janice had been in more episodes, though. Seems like a fun character. I don't know if he knows that she will return. Um, and she did actually seem thoughtful getting Chandler some Bullwinkle socks to go with his Rockies. 3.5 moo points. Come with guy is Monica for eventually vibing with Joey's insane scheme. And I did like how we now have an idea of the lengths that both thirsty Monica and thirsty Joey will go to. I hope that continues in the future. Fucking asshole is the laundry lady. She's just genuinely a jerk constantly. So she has to take this one. Okay. Kyle King wants to know if we have a cannon break, a hypocritical Monica. I'm sure this was called out by everyone, but Monica yes. being roasted out by brother-sister relationship is rich. And spoilers for Alex, this kind of thing will come up again. The writers just love these relationships. For the other storyline, I oh, thought... For Alex Ross... Orbitz, I think those spoilers. Well, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. For this other storyline... I, I like thought... this cross-postman chatting. <laughs> um, I thought, yeah, I mean, we're going to do our best. Uh, I guess we won't go out of our way to spoil uh, everything, but, like, some stuff is just going to be like, sorry, you know, this is just <laughs> in the zeitgeist. Yeah. Um, I thought Ross was very smooth with Rachel up until he was weirded out by saying underwear. That's not the most attractive thing, I'm sure. Fine episode, but I didn't have a ton of laughs. There has to be better. Title 2, 2.2 2 out of 5. Okay. Pretty low rating. Well. That takes us to Beat Rose, who says, It's kind of nice to have other members of the group with, Nate, with dates, not just Monica. Obviously ridiculous with Monica talking about her and Ross would have, wouldn't talk about sexual things like the alleged brother and sister on the date. Printer minor and seemingly dead end role for Janice, especially not now that her and Chandler are broken up. Um, for the stakes, he gives two to Rachel for giving a go and doing things on her own, two to Phoebe for her own breakup and Chandler's, and to Ross, pretty successful Saturday night despite his injury, and eggplant to Joey for not great behavior. Um, he gives a come with guy. Is a tough go between the Gellers, who are both come with guys, but I'll give the edge to Monica, who's going to come with Rachel to do laundry, then came with Joey for the date. The asshole is the no suds, no save lady at the laundromat. I think she might be the biggest asshole of the series crown so far. Are you doing this again for friends? I guess we could. Yeah, why not? Okay, so do we agree that Horrible Woman is the biggest fucking asshole so far? I have to review all the previous ones you have with that, Andy. This is quite a spreadsheet we got here. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's it's incomplete. We have we have the greens and Paul the wine guy from episode one. You had Ross last episode, and then the rest are all blank. So yeah, um, all right, we gotta get those. All right, we'll get those, and then we'll talk about it next week. Um, but yeah, the, the the I would say the horrible woman is a is a leading candidate to have the crown at this point. So yeah, and he gives the episode two point eight moo points. Jim Crumley wrote in. To say, Friends is still taking its time, getting its bearings. A lot of the jokes feel like pretty standard sitcom fare, though maybe some of the lack of freshness is due to all of the Friends imitators. 2.3 Moomoos. Fucking asshole is the horrible woman. What were her parents thinking when they named her? Come with guy. Because I can't remember your new gay name for the category, Bob. He seemed like a nice enough guy for a Bob. Why did Joey and Monica have to treat him that way? Not great, Bob. Um, Eggplant goes to Joey for tricking Monica into helping him steal back an old annoying girlfriend. The stakes, two to Phoebe for two fantastic breakups, one to Chandler. Um, Phoebe had to pull it off for him, but he still got away from Janice. One to Ross for earning the kiss, and one to stake to Rachel for continuing to grow. Okay, Zach Brooks says that the style of this episode is so weird. The strange insert shot of Chandler, the interlude to the laundromat. Oh, and this is the only time in the series laundry even plays a role. 
pot sure calling the Seinfeld though, which has the one Seinfeld that, uh, the laundromat episode early and then never again. Well, they they have the dry cleaners a few times. Yeah, so, with Courtney Cox. Indeed, yeah, the wife. Yeah. Um, pot sure calling the kettle black with Monica's judgment of the siblings eggplant for the woman who steals the machine fuck her society devolves if everyone was like her um, rare steaks for Ross for standing up to her another steak for don't worry I'll use the gentle cycle and the rest for being the funniest in the episode I like this episode quite a bit 3.5 moves and we end off with Olin Allen so Monica clearly had intimate details of Ross losing his virginity, but here declares Ross would never tell her such info. Was Monica lying? Or maybe she badgered Ross or Carol to extract the info using underhanded methods. <laughs> Sorry to think maybe she's a manipulative controller over her brother, jealous of her parents' affections. These psychopathic tendencies probably mean there's a dark reason she has such a pricey apartment and is willing to let the poor girl she knows her brother has a crush on live with her to further exert control. Janice seemed to leave her shopping behind. Did Phoebe also convince her to leave them behind as well as Chandler? Oh, I did see that. Yeah, she like leaves her bags when she goes. <laughs> um, also, as a non-coffee drinker, does coffee really help with nerve-inducing situations? Um, or is the show just using it as an alcohol substitute? Yeah, I mean, it would, if, if anything, it would make you more anxious. Um, Perry did play the hyper-energy quite well. Great leap off the sofa. For his stakes, three to Phoebe. Such a great breaker-upper. Two to Joey. Finally, a proper storyline for him and a nice, cunning plan. The eggplant goes to Monica, and he gives the episode 4.1. Come with Gal is Mitzi, who gets harshly done by in the credits. Forthright sassy and gives Rachel a big necessary education. <laughs> Always got to be a contrarian. This is what life in the real world is going to be like. Uh, yeah. Fucking asshole. Need to work on my theory, but think she's revealing as being super psycho. No wonder she can't hold a guy. <laughs> oh, this is Monica. Okay, let's close out our ratings. We got a audience score of 3.28 average together with Alex's 4.2, his number one ranked episode, my 3.1, my number four ranked episode out of five. That comes out to being a 3.53. Um, which is the number one episode overall so far. Oh, wow. Um, it's actually gone straight up episode by episode. 2.90 for the pilot, 2.97, 3.31, 3.44, and 3.53. Um, so that has been the trends. Yeah, this. Um, well, we're going to run out of room very quickly if that trend continues. So hopefully there's yeah. some adjustments. Cause, uh, well, don't you know if, if you want a candy bar to last forever, just eat half of it every day. Um, that's true. Yeah, that's true. You know the thing about how you can't fold a piece of paper more than seven yeah, times? Yeah, more than like, yeah, eight times. Right? Yeah, I didn't believe that when I tried it, but uh, no, it's, it's true. true. Well, yeah. at least the time the paper I tried it with. It was yeah, true. no, it's true. Yeah. Uh, all right. <laughs> Don't you hate to be continued on TV? I mean, the whole reason you watch a TV show is because it ends. If I wanted a long, boring story with no point to it, I have my life. <laughs> Next week, we come back with more fun facts. No, it's the one with the butt. I have no idea what that is. Uh, let me clarify. I know what butts are. I have no idea what what the one with the butt references. Yeah, um, I've already seen ahead, so I. Uh, I so you know. know what is. Yeah. Okay, and you know what butts are like in general. Um, that yeah. I also because I've seen the episode, so I know what. Butts oh, are. I see. Uh, you'll learn what a butt is. Yeah, yeah. I like butts. So uh, anyway, well, let's take that that up in context. Uh, I'll talk to you next week. All right. Have a good week.
Get a life, Jews.